0: What's up guys back with another episode from lift off 2024 I got my good friend Dave Carroll CEO of dope marketing coming in bringing some energy to really just grassroots marketing strategy we're talking yard signs we're talking mail we're talking the stuff that you might think is not relevant anymore Dave brings it to an entire new level love his energy love what he brings to the marketplace. He does give an offer at the end of this training that is bananas. Um, So if you message his team, just tell him that you came in from Liftoff, and I'm sure he'll still honor that offer even though uh, that was last month or whatever. It's a really great offer, so tune into the end. He's got a sweet deal for you. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Uh, And I wanted to bring that to our audience here. So we got just under 300 people ready to hear uh, what it is you have to say, brother. So uh, it's all you.
1: Thank you, Tanner, my man, for the uh, for the warm welcome Um, for any of us uh, watching live or the replay um, that we're not connected. My name is Dave Carroll. CEO and founder of a little company named dope marketing Um, outside of the fact that I say dope 17 times in each sentence um, dope actually stands for data on previous engagement and what we're going to go over today is a couple things I was going to put together like a fancy presentation with a slide deck and I say you know what We got a bunch of my people here. Um, I'm a contractor by trade. I've owned a power washing company in the Twin Cities for 14 years. And I just want to have a discussion through some of the things that I know specifically for the painting industry that we can focus on. As Tanner mentioned, like we work in a ton ton of different verticals. I'm actually out here in Dallas right now about to go speak in uh, down on stage after I get off with you guys at a roofing event. But what 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 i want everyone to take from this talk or these minutes we can spend together today is the relativity of marketing especially going into a year like this year any time and look whether it's you know pandemics or elections or recessions or whatever what you have to remember is there are things in life that you're in control of and there are things in life that you are not con- in control of and regardless of When you started your company, how many employees you have, what you did in revenue last year. What you have to remember is the data in your business will always tell a story. And so, a couple of things we're going to cover today is how to make decisions from last year's wins. We're going to go over traditional versus digital marketing and not a marketing pitch bill. We got a lot of smart marketing people. I know we had my man Austin on here earlier. Um a couple more hitters coming up over the next over the next 2 days with the uh, with the summit, but looking at true cross-channel marketing is going to be something we cover today. Um do the neighbors know? Do the neighbors know you? Um organic marketing strategies for 2024 and then we're going to talk about uh, we're going to wrap up on the number one audience that you're probably not advertising to that you need to get in front of. So stay till the end. I'll drop some heat on you guys. Also got a gift that you guys are going to get early from your homies over at Dope. So where I like to start these discussions is the data in your business tells a story and it's your job to open up that book and read it. So we're going to have a little discussion here. Then we're going to go through an exercise you can do. So hopefully everyone on here, the 300 people watching and everyone watching the replay of this thing, you're using a CRM. And if you're in the painting space, you should probably be using drip jobs. What Tanner and his team are doing in growing this product, making it truly for the contractor, not getting lost in this crazy expensive overbuilt thing, but truly from the hands of someone that understands it with Tanner and his team, I have nothing but positive feedback and good things to say about drip jobs. So let's talk about your CRM. What's going on in your CRM? You're adding customers, you're sending invoices, you're doing pricing, you're setting your automated follow-ups. And remember, the data in your business tells a story. And so when you think about like the average homeowner in the United States, these these people in your database, they own homes. A lot of times you're not painting for renters the average homeowner in the United States lives in their house for five to seven years. And one thing that we know, a fact is that every single one of those people is going to at least paint a room or hire a painter within that five to seven years. Now, a statistic that I really like to lean into for marketing that you got to build, beat into your brain is that three to 7% of your ideal customer is literally looking for your services right now. Like right now, this second, while you're watching this, three to 7% of people that you wanna get in front of need you right now and are actively looking for you. The other 93 to 97%, you took on the responsibility when you got your EIN to get in front of those people and educate them and thankfully here, Because we're talking about in the painting space, whether you're interior, exterior, kitchen, bathrooms, whatever, (coughs) all of these people need you and they need you a little bit more than other services, maybe a roofer, HVAC, plumber, dog walker, lawn care, whatever. Your services are needed almost more than anyone. And so when you think about like your job that you took on in educating those customers, Who are the people that you want to get in front of? Because if you live in an area like me, like Minneapolis, where there's 3 million people in a seven-county area, your job is not getting in front of everyone. You want to let the data in your business tell a story. So when you use a CRM in your business, you're collecting information that allows you to make decisions. So I'm going to give all you guys an exercise. I want you to take the jobs that you did last year. Think about the jobs you did in your head. You did 100 jobs, you did 300 jobs, you did 1,000 jobs, whatever it is. I want to put your mind in the first quarter where we're at this year, January, February, March of 2024. And I want to think about an exercise. In Minneapolis, a lot of painters in the Q1 are doing interior painting. So an exercise that you can do is go into your CRM or your list of jobs, wherever you store this stuff from last year, Q1, and take all of the interior painting jobs you did last year in Q1 and put them into a spreadsheet. What you need more than anything is the address of those jobs. You're gonna take those addresses, put them in a spreadsheet, highlight the whole spreadsheet, And sort it by zip code. The output of what you're looking for is the number one zip code where you did interior painting jobs in Q1 of last year, allowing the data in your business to tell a story. What you're going to do is find that number one zip code. And when you think about Tanner, Dave, Austin, where do I spend my marketing dollars in Q1? What you want to do is focus your marketing dollars where your data is telling the story. You have the ability to focus in on that zip code, or maybe you did a lot of jobs, or maybe it's spread out and it's your top three zip codes. Focusing in on where you had success last year and the customers that are simply more likely to use your services, when you think about humans... Especially like we have a lot of data around this in the United States. One sec, guys. So like what I want you to think about is the neighborhoods that you're working in. So like when you think about a neighborhood, you know, humans are relative creatures. When when you think about the data telling a story, think about the neighborhood you live in right now. Fair to say that people are probably around the same age, maybe have kids around the same age. Uh, They probably make the same amount of money because they can afford to live in the same type of neighborhood. Now you will have exceptions, but humans being relative creatures, if you take eight homeowners that are men that are 40 to 50 years old that have two kids that drive a suburban and have a Corvette in the garage Eight out of 10 of those guys, if you put them in a room, will make the same purchasing decision. But let's take this further. Yes, humans are relative creatures. Yes, you might have neighbors and maybe you're not hanging out every weekend fixing your car together, borrowing a cup of sugar, going to Home Depot, whatever. But you have enough things in common in your life that your house has even more in common. Your house was built probably around the same year of the same materials by the same builder. So when you think about humans and you think about buying decisions, we talked about how the average person in the United States, I saw a question about Canada. I fortunately don't have those stats off the top of my head, but in the United States, the average American will live in their house for five to seven years. Another very fascinating statistic. And we'll get into this a little bit more at the end of the presentation is that nine out of 10 people in the United States, the number one financial transaction they will make in their life is the purchase of a home dave carroll buying a house from tanner mullen and exchanging that 400 $70,0, dollars plus whatever it is the number one transaction those people will make in their life nine out of ten americans is the purchase of their home the second third and fourth put it in the chat what do you think what do you think guys and girls What's the second, third, and fourth largest financial transaction that people will make in their life? I tell you what. It's not braces, it's not vehicles, it's not uh it's not vacation. It is maintenance, improvement and upkeep to that property. That is where they're spending all of their money. So the idea is. When you look at the jobs that you've recently done or the jobs you did last year in Q1, you know, when we start our business, you know, first year one to three, or we get into year three to seven, we're excited, we're building systems, we're shaking hands, we're kissing babies, or we get to that year 10 where the system's implemented, you're kind of looking for some other stuff to add. No matter where you're at in your business, you have the ability to allow the data in your business to tell a story. When you're looking at these phases of your business, we get excited, right? We want to get into this neighborhood or get into this high-end neighborhood where the ballers are at, or look at this other side where other th- You need to look at the fact that the average painting business is getting two to four touches on their ideal customer. Um, I got a quick question. Did anyone else on the call go to Harvard? Anyone else a Harvard grad? Raise your hand. Probably not too many of us, right, went to Harvard. Well, our friends at Harvard will tell us that it takes seven to 11 touches for a cold consumer to remember a brand. The average home service, specifically painting company, is getting two to four touches on their average customer. Think about if you stopped doing shotgun marketing approaches, spending random money on Facebook here, uh, putting out random door hangers over here, maybe putting a sign out here, leaving a truck there, whatever. When you think about dialing in, another stat is that the neighbors of your current jobs are 10 times more likely to hire you than some other random person on the other side of town. Why is that? Because you've already invested half of the touches necessary to educate that customer about your brand, to build trust, to introduce them to your team. What is a touch? How do we define a touch? Think about um, a yard sign, a door hanger, a Facebook ad, seeing your beautifully wrapped vehicle or your truck magnet, seeing someone at the gas station in their polo or their hoodie, seeing you doing a live video, meeting you at a networking meeting. Touches come in all different shapes and sizes, but marketing touches also have value. One really cool thing that I saw a painting company doing down in Texas was they have uh, salespeople and then they have their teams that paint When someone sells a job, the yard sign that they put in the front yard has the face of the technician or the owner. So not only are you getting a touch saying, you know, check out this job, we just painted your neighbor's home, whatever, but you're putting a name, you're putting a face. I love marketing that includes team members, whether that's you, your wife and kids, your dog your team, putting a face to marketing, putting a face to branding will always raise that trust meter with customers. So the idea is like you want to look at the touches that you're currently doing, the systems and processes that you already have incorporated into the business, and then think about for some of that other shotgun advertising you're doing, how do you take and funnel that in to invest more more touches into the neighbors of your current jobs so that you have the ability to raise your likelihood of people hiring you who likes drive time, who likes running around town doing estimates. This one's 20 minutes away. This one's 15 minutes in the other direction. Then I go 35 minutes up this freeway. No, we want to keep things tight. And when you look at the value of touches and where you're incorporating touches in your business, putting more touches in front of the neighbors where you're currently working and some of you guys might have systems for this already, whether you're doing door hangers to the nearest five neighbors, or you're putting a sign out, we're going to talk about yard signs in a minute, because for painting yard signs are going to be one of the highest highest ROIs of marketing. now. Presentation is on direct mail. I just want to tell everyone we will be going over a demo of some direct mail strategies and softwares, but I want to get into some of the fine points here. So we covered touches. We looked at um, what I really like about the painting industry more than other industries. You can keep your marketing a little bit tighter instead of doing like the nearest 50 neighbors or the nearest hundred neighbors, especially with exterior painting, depending on the time of year, the nearest five neighbors to any painting job, especially for exterior, they're gonna see you guys putting on the show, setting up scaffolding, having the team out there with a couple vehicles, moving materials around. It's like that transformation when you paint the outside of the house can be so much more highlighted. The visualization, the things that change, the facelift to that property and sadly, when we talk to a lot of painting contractors, they're just not doing the best job highlighting how dramatic this service is and putting on that show. And so it's really important with marketing, think about like a little budgeting here. So let's say a yard sign cost five bucks. Let's say door hangers cost about 50 cents. So it's gonna be 250 to hear the nearest neighbors. Let's say that you have uh postcards. Postcards are a buck a piece. You're gonna send those to the nearest neighbors. You're gonna spend, you know, five bucks a day, 10 bucks a day in a really tight geo area doing the retargeting stuff and the Facebook and the Google just around the jobs you're currently doing. For all of you that advertise online right now, we know in the world of Facebook and Google over 2023, Lead cost has gone up. Conversion has gone down a little bit. And like we talked about at the beginning of the presentation, sadly, that's not one of the things that we're in control of all the time. You need to be advertising online. You need to be advertising offline. And the idea is your online and your offline strategies are complementing each other. True cross-channel marketing is the incorporation of multiple different channels with the same message. Put a comment in the chat or raise your hand if you spent a little bit of dough on your website. I'm assuming a lot of you did your truck wrap, your truck magnets, whatever you're doing there. And so the idea is like your website needs to look like your truck wrap needs to look like your door hangers needs to look like your business card needs to look like your flyers. Consistency raises trust. And the beautiful thing about marketing and advertising is that. Perception outweighs reality, but a first impression lasts forever. So you could have just opened your painting company last year. But if you are in a uniform, in a lettered vehicle with a good looking website, you might have just came off of working for a company that's been around 30 years and you decided to go out on your own last year within the last three years or whatever. As long as you show up, know what you're talking about, give a fair price Do the job until it's complete and don't collect the money until what you said you were going to do is done. What's the difference between you and a company in your market that's been around 30, 50, 100 years? The answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing. You might even provide a higher quality service because you're more involved in the jobs. Making sure that your branding, your messaging, your upfront marketing is on point that is what's more important than anything, because back in the day, this shit used to take $10 million. Think about a, a brand like Home Depot <laughs> and what it took for you to know who Home Depot was. <clears throat> Tanner and Dave um, are hanging out in the yard and our wife sends us to say, yeah, you guys got to go get a new lawnmower at Home Depot. So what do we do? Dave and Tanner get in the truck. We're driving to Home Depot. We get on the freeway. We still the, see the billboard. We get off. We get into the parking lot. Uh, we park a flyers blowing around and it, the newspaper hits the windshield. It's got a Home Depot ad. We get out. We look at the big sign in Home Depot. We're in Home Depot. We're looking at the, uh, we're looking at the lawnmowers. Dave gets a call. We got to run back home. We don't buy the lawnmower. We're not a purchaser. We're driving back home. We're talking. We see that billboard again. We stop at the mailbox. We open it up. We get a postcard from Home Depot. We walk in our house. We pull up our phone. And we look and the lawnmower is following us around on the internet. We can't get away from it. And that bubbly little ginger ale feeling in our stomach comes up. We goes, Home Depot, I trust you. This makes sense. This brand is sticky. That type of marketing used to cost eight figures, cost $10 million to do that in the market. Nowadays, with technology, with best practices, with a little bit of hustle, a little bit of grit, You can create that same exact experience in an individual neighborhood. You can literally dominate a neighborhood by running Facebook ads that look like your website, putting out door hangers, flyers, leaving cards in mailboxes or on cars or however aggressive you want to get. I don't know if you guys have seen some people do those rock flyers. I'm not a huge fan, but I think that they work. Um, There's so many ways that you can take your brand and get granular and laser focused. And the important part of all of this is not doing this. I need to dominate the world. I need to be in every city. I need to be in every market. I need to be in every town. Let the data in your business tell a story. Take the, take your number one service that you want to provide this quarter, download those jobs into a spreadsheet, sort them by zip code, Or even better, upload them into Google Maps, into the pins, and you can look and see where were the jobs located. Think about it like a heat map. When you see a pocket of jobs in an area, you don't even need to know exactly what you're doing right because the data in your CRM will tell a story. When you can identify where you have more jobs, what do you think? There we go, John. shared it with Batch Geo. You can do it on there. What you need to do is look at where your jobs are and what are we going to do when we find that heat map? We are going to dial in and put a system together to get seven to 11 touches to the neighbors of the jobs that we're currently doing and the neighborhoods that we were working in previously, because you will have the ability to give yourself a better opportunity to put your services in front of the people that are more likely to need them. Remember that three to 7% that already need them, but those 93 to 97%, the idea is that they are the people that want you and you can use the data in your business to get in front of them better. So if anyone's got questions on that pop in, we'll have a little time for Q and a at the end. Um, Next thing I want to talk about is yard signs, Give me a yes in the comment or an emoji or something. If you are using yard signs in your business right now, I see 270 people live. I better see 270 emojis on here right now. Now, I want to talk about two different types of yard What One thing we're going to do is I'll send, uh, we'll get Tanner the link. We'll get this to everyone early. We just came out with our 2024 version at Dope of our yard sign playbook. If anyone is not using Dope for yard signs, I'm not going to turn this into a sales pitch, but we'll probably Beat your price and your quality. So hit us up at Dope if you need signs. The idea with yard signs is there's two types of signs to use in your business. There is a sign that you want to put in the yards of the jobs that you are currently doing right now. The second sign is the sign that you are going to use to paint the town. I have to use that pun more often. Hey, uh, Jeff Adskins, I promise dope marketing is better than UZ. Unbiased opinion, sorry. Um, the idea is the signs that you put in the yards of your customers. Let's talk about that for a minute. You want to focus on branding. So, whether you just want to use a static yard sign, you know, 18 by 24 or 24 by 36, like a larger one, making the design of the sign That you put in the yards of your jobs are much more focused on branding. I want to see a logo. I want to see a website. I want to say, look at the current project. The idea is that you want to look at your branding, check out the transformation, look at this house, the bigger, the better, whether you're going to get like just a standard sign. Or if you want to go better with the metal frames, I've seen guys build signs that they put in front of jobs because it's just that. It's the Picasso. It's the branding. It's the logo. So we're really big on QR codes at Dope Marketing. Out of every single print asset that we create, yard signs. Get the most QR code scans, 46% higher QR code scans than any other tangible marketing asset. QR codes on yard signs that lead to a page that give more information. One really important thing to know about yard signs, you, ha- I'm sorry, with QR codes, you have to tell someone what to do. Never just put scan here, check it out. Do whatever. You have to tell people what to do. Scan this QR code to see a recent project. Scan this QR code to get a coupon. Scan this QR code to do something. Because if you just say, scan here, no one's going to do it. They're busy. They're distracted. They're living life. Give them a reason to scan the QR code. And what I really like to see people, especially with these yard signs that you put in front of jobs or houses or commercial projects or whatever you're doing, the one you put in front of your house, because you're smart, you're going to get more jobs from that too. I want to see you testing putting a phone number, putting a QR code, and putting a URL and track these things. See what works. From the data we have at Dope over the past three years, QR codes on yard signs are the best performing way to generate leads, generate interest, grow your brand, and get in front of people. Valuable touches and leaning into your branding. Now there's another side of yard signs that some of you watching this might totally agree with and get excited. Other people watching might be like, yeah, Dave, I'm not with that. Whatever side of the fence that you're on, just hear me out. So for my power washing company, we put anywhere from 100 to 200 signs out a week. Now in fairness, You might know a guy that owns a yard sign printer, so I don't expect you to do that volume if it's not in your budget or your strategy or whatever. But what I challenge you to do, I'm going to share three strategies of how you can strategically put yard signs around town to generate leads, and it's a completely different sign than you would use in the front of the house. Now, let me tell you this. I've been to jail before. I've never been to jail for putting a yard sign out. So I don't care what letters you get from the county, the city, the whoever, the powers that be, your competition, the Karen who's mad that you put them out. I'm telling you, if you put yard signs around town, your business will grow dramatically. There's a couple strategies that I want to share, and then I'll talk about the design. So the idea is the first strategy about putting out a yard sign is think about those busy freeway exits, especially the ones where it might take one or two lights to get through. When you get off a freeway exit and you're at a stoplight, what are you doing? You just got to your destination. You're getting off to go home, to pick the kids up, to go to the gym, to go somewhere. So your mind is in a pretty good place. When you get off and you're at that stoplight, you're looking around, your zona. Oh, Tanner's painting. I think I need my house painted. So, the idea is at stoplights coming off of freeways, it is the number one of my favorite strategies for placing yard signs, especially at the busy ones where it takes two lights to get off. You put one like 40 or 50 feet back, then you put one right at the light, whether it has the phone number, the QR code, test some of that stuff. Stoplights are an amazing place to put yard signs. And one pro tip, for placing, um, for placing your signs at stoplights, depending on where you're at, if it's Minnesota or down where Tanner's at in Florida, whether it's the elements like the grass or the snow, most times it's not your competition pulling your yard sign. Sometimes you've got a jerk in town or whatever, and then you just gotta get into a yard sign war. We can laugh about that. I got some stories there. You wanna look at the length of the grass or the snow in the area, because if the grass was just cut The city was just there, meaning that that route that the city does to cut the grass when they pull the signs, your signs will stay up longer if the grass is shorter. If you see an area where the grass is really long, there's simply just a higher likelihood that the grass is going to get cut and your sign is going to get pulled. So when you think about fresh cut grass or freshly removed snow, the idea is that you have the ability to put yourself in a position to have your signs stay up longer, if you're simply looking at the elements. (laughs) Little pro tip there. Second, gas stations. Think about gas stations, especially the ones in higher end areas. I want you to think about the gas stations on busy streets, but then where you have to like turn on a street to then turn into the gas station. Think about the stop signs coming in and out of the gas stations, especially the ones getting onto busy roads. I'll tell you one thing, gas station attendants don't get paid to do. They don't get paid to pull the signs out that people pull there. I've had signs for my power washing company stay up in three months, four months at a gas station. And you think about the traffic, what are your yard signs? They're like tiny little billboards. So the idea is when you're placing yard signs in specific areas, think about the traffic at those stop signs coming out of the gas stations. How many people are seeing that? You might not want to put the your yard signs in the ga- gas stations in the hood. Think more about those affluent areas or higher end markets where people are commuting. Maybe there's a bunch of baller like office plazas or things like that. Putting the signs coming out of the gas stations, specifically in the higher end areas, they will stay there for a long time. And you can still use that rule with the gas. This transitions into the next strategy with yard signs. Think about like the Home Depot, the, um, the Kohl's, the Walmart, the Whole Foods, those shopping centers, even shopping malls, especially the ones with like outbuildings, where you're driving around in the parking lot, but you're hitting different stop signs. You're hitting different, uh, like, it's a big commute. Like, I think about these malls in Dallas where I'm at now or down in Florida, those huge outdoor malls. Placing your yard signs in the stop signs inside of these shopping centers, it goes even further to the example of the gas station attendant. These people are not getting paid to go remove the yard signs in these big, Home Depot, Walmart, Whole Foods, shopping centers. And depending your market, you know, it's a little bit different to be in like Manhattan versus Miami versus Minneapolis versus Mena, Arkansas. So depending like how big these areas, some areas like in Mena, Arkansas, the Dollar General might be where everyone's shopping. You better have a sign in the stop sign coming out of the Dollar General or in that little area where there's the TGI Fridays, the Chipotle, the noodles and company because you're just getting more impressions. Now, when we think about the designs of these signs versus the other places, um, it's like, I'm sorry, versus the front of the homes, these sign designs are not the Picassos. You're not looking to do like your brand and 18 colors and your logo and all this super like selfish stuff for your business. People get so dialed into their brand, and it's great. You should love your brand, but your job is not to be selfish about this. Is what I wanted on my yard sign. You're supposed to be selfish for your fucking cuss. Sorry, I swear like a sailor. I'm doing a good job. I think I only swore twice so far. Your job is not to be selfish for you and what you want to see and what you want to do. Your job is to be selfish for your customer. And how should your customer? How could you be more selfish for your customer? The idea of being more selfish for your customer would be like, how do I get my point across as simple as humanly possible? The way you get your point across as simple as humanly possible for a design, for all of these strategies, I'm not talking about the Picasso sign in the front of your yard. You can be as selfish as you want there. Logo, brand, your face, your dog, thumbs up, whatever you want to put. But on these signs that you're plastering around town, very simple, interior, painting, phone number, QR code. That's it. No one gives a shit about the brand of your logo on your yard sign for these bandit signs that you're putting around town. It's a snapshot, it's a quick thing. They saw you at the stoplight, they saw you at Whole Foods, they saw you at the gas station. They just want to snap a picture of that sign. So when they're laying in bed with their husband and wife that night and they're going through their pictures, they say, oh shit, remember we wanted to get the room painted. I saw this yard sign simplicity, one or two colors, the name of the service, phone number, QR code, no website, no 27 services. You don't need to tell anyone that you're a, You don't need to tell anyone that you're commercial and residential on your yard sign. Painting, phone number, QR code. That's what matters because that's how much attention they have. The other cross-channel marketing you're doing, your flyers, your website, your truck wrap, your Facebook ads, everything like that, that's where they're going to learn about you. But the idea is that Putting multiple services or explaining that you do commercial and residential or all these other things is not necessary on these bandit style yard signs. Go back to the Picasso in the front of the yard. If you want to put a picture of yourself, if you want to list a couple more services, you want to put your kids and your dogs and a picture of your truck, that's great for the sign in front of the yard. But the bandit signs that we put around town, those are more simple. The last strategy we're going to do is MTV Cribs. Let's talk about ballers for a minute. And I know home value is a little bit different. So data, we talk about like our perfect customer, customer avatar, who's a data nerd on the call? Who's someone that like likes data, gets into their data? Give me a little emoji. I'll call you out in the Q and A if you just show me who you are. So we think about like the avatar, right? Rock my man. When you think about like the avatar of people, it does not matter necessarily how old a homeowner is, how many kids they have, um, how long their grass is, what type of car they drive. Us data nerds, me being one of them, we want to get in the weeds with this shit and over go into like, I need to know exactly who my avatar is. Look, I did this exercise. all he says, guys, here's what matters when you paint a house. Here's what you need to know about the avatar. What is their home worth? What is the value of their home? And how many square feet is it? You need to know the neighborhoods, how how valuable the homes are and what they were sold for and the square footage. Why? People always get into like income. Why well, I want people that make more than 100K. Who cares if they make more than 100K or what they list? What you're looking at is, can they afford to own a home that costs that much? Because people that own homes over a certain amount are more likely to maintain upkeep and improve their property. There's 350 people in the United 350 million people in the United States. 90 million of them own a home. Remember, out of those 90 million, 81 million of them, biggest financial transaction they'll ever make in their life is purchasing that home. So it doesn't really matter how old they are, how many kids they have, how long their grass is, what kind of car they drive, what their credit score is. Sure, you can dial in. I am not downplaying the fact that you can get laser precise in your marketing and your messaging. But on the other side of this, what you really want to focus on, how much is their house worth? Because the more their house is worth, the more they are likely to maintain it. If you understand the square footage of those homes, now you understand these pricing exercises, how big these jobs are, what their price, what an average job goes for. That's what really matters. So the MTV cribs strategy let's just say you don't, you have a high end neighborhood, gated community, private properties, million dollar homes, 5,000 square foot plus, whatever they are. I want to see you putting yard signs coming out of those neighborhoods at the stop signs. That's the first touch of the MTV Cribs. The next touches are in that general area where those ballers live. Where are they going? They're going to drop their kids off at school or the daycare. Let's get a sign close to there. They're going to the gym to maintain their fitness because that's what people, affluent people take care of themselves. They're going to the gym, put a sign there. They're going to the Jamba Juice, the Starbucks, the coffee place, the high-end baller areas in those towns. Think of the touches you could get if you remind someone coming out of their neighborhood. I'm talking about like those public areas. You can't just throw a sign in someone else's yard, but those cul-de-sacs, the area with grass, Across the street from when you turn out of that baller neighborhood, whether it's public area or a park or some shit. Following these people around and using your brain to see where are these affluent people going in their neighborhood during the day and using these same or similar strategies to place signs in front of these places. Because again, we didn't all go to Harvard but I think we understand a little bit better the concept of the seven to 11 touches. So what I told you guys at the beginning of this presentation was we'd talk about an audience that you're probably not advertising to that you need to get in front of. I'm going to share that. And then we're going to do a quick little demo of how you can get into these neighborhoods and do some targeting Tanner. You can help me out kind of guide that. We'll show them the inside of the dope software and some of the strategies there. Oh yeah. Keep it
0: rocking bro. You're crushing.
1: The number one neighborhood that you i'm sorry the number one audience that you guys are not advertising to and raise your hand if you're doing this you can dm me i'll give you i'll give you something special maybe a deal on some yard signs or something like that people that buy homes in the united states are one of the most age-old audiences and this data i was born in 85 this date has been around since way before i was born so we know that there's about 90 million homeowners in the United States. Can anyone guess how many homes are sold? And it's a range. How many homes do you think are sold in the United States in a day? Ballpark. Put some guesses in the chat. As we got some, there we go. We got some guesses coming in. John said 50 k 2.4, Michael, a day? 20 million? We're talking about a day, guys, a day. 10 to 30,000 homes are sold every single day in the United States, every single day, 10 to 30,000. When you think about these 10 to 30,000 people, what do we know about them? Well, they just bought a home. Why do you buy a home? Maybe your family's getting bigger. You had a new kid. Maybe you inherited the home. Someone passed away, elderly, something, whatever. You inherited a home and you moved into it. Maybe you got a new job. Maybe you just graduated school. Something happened. It's called a life event. People make decisions in their life because life events happen. And so when you think about a life event happening, the idea is that when people move, if Tanner lives at 123 Main Street, And Dave moves in next door to one, two, five main street. Dave and his family are going to spend eight to $15,000 in cash, more than Tanner in 90 days on what a new dentist, a new mechanic, finding a new golf course, finding a new restaurant, painting some rooms, doing some shit like that. Like, look guys, me and my wife were renting our house for the past two and a half years. We just bought it in November. Guess what we just spent 30 grand on painting the inside of the house. Like it was one of the first big purchases that we did after buying our home. Pretty common. New home buyers are a fascinating audience because what was the stat we said before? They're going to live in their house for five to seven years. That lead from a new home buyer for a service like painting, power washing somewhere. It's not just a one-time deal the lifetime value of a customer that just bought a new home is going to be higher than any other lead source that you have on Facebook, Google, door knocking, whatever, because they're going to live in their house longer. You don't know when that lead came in from Facebook or Google or your door hanging or whatever. They could be prepping their house to move. They could be uh, leaving in the next year or two. They could have a kid that's about to graduate high school and they're going to sell their house. We don't know. But what we do know is when we spend money getting in front of a new home buyer, we know they're going to live in their house for the next five to seven years. So are they going to get a deal on painting a couple rooms? Do they have a nursery? Are they redoing their kitchen? Are they doing a remodel and the painting is phase one, then they're going to remodel, then they're going to paint again. There's so many different opportunities for that money that they're going to spend, that eight to $15,000. So it's really cool. And again, not making this a sales pitch. What dope marketing can do You give us your zip code where your shop, your office, your home, wherever your service area is. We can pull whatever radius, 10 miles, 20 miles, whatever. We can put you on a feed where, when people move in every single week, let's say your zip code is 90210 and there's a 20 mile radius that you service of 90210. We can put a weekly feed together where every single person that moves in gets one postcard a week for eight weeks in a row. Welcome to the neighborhood. Uh, Here's a recent project we did. Meet our team. Here's a Google review. Uh, Here's our dog. Think about how powerful that gets. If a postcard costs a buck, let's just say that 100 people move into your market every single month. Would you be willing to spend $8 a year on each one of those people, simply educating them on who you are, what you do, who your team is, the problems that you solve? Everyone's head should be nodding yes right now. The idea is that new home buyers are the number one powerful audience that I'd be willing to bet 95% of these people on this call don't even know how to get in front of them. I have a solution. You can figure out how to do this on your own, hit up real estate agents, build networks, whatever. But if you're anything like me, you know I like to say 1440 is the number one number in your life that you should remember. Why 1440 because it's how many minutes you have during the day. Who likes their minutes? Who likes to do what they're good at? A lot of people are not good at finding data and setting up marketing and strategies. That's why marketing companies exist. So Dope can help with this. There's other companies that can help with the new home buyer feed, but new home buyers are by far the number one powerful audience that you should be getting in front of. Um, start popping some questions into the Q&A. I know we got just a couple more minutes here. I'm going to share my screen here quick and I want to show you guys something. So at Dope, one of our favorite partners is at Drip Jobs. And so what I'm going to show you guys is some of the very powerful capabilities of what you can do with direct mail and integrate with Drip Jobs. I know Tanner and his team are releasing a bunch of Dope stuff. I think you guys did a drop last week and you got a couple more coming, Tanner, over January. So what we can do at Dope Is when you mark a job complete, we can make the neighbors of that job automatically get a postcard once a week for four weeks in a row. So when you mark a job approved or estimate sent or job completed or maybe like waiting on a bid, you know that I gotta ask my wife or the kangaroo hands I can't reach in their pockets or whatever. You can mark specific statuses in drip jobs and have that trigger direct mail to go out to the home or to the neighbors of that home at no minimum order. We have all the templates, the layouts. I think I got a couple of these that I pulled here to show you guys. Our homies over at Davis Painting, these guys do a great job with their cards, highlighting their team member, highlighting their branding. Um, Another guy here, Five Star Painters, I don't know if, I think it's Matt, uh, is on the call. I really like how they did this vertically on the front, highlighting a couple different projects. Big fat QR code, scan the code to see our website. Remember they're telling you what they did. They got a couple different reviews. I really, really love this card. We have, we have custom booking links now where we can
0: actually create a custom uh, QR code link that would actually link to this specific campaign. So when someone scans that code, you can actually see which postcard
1: it came in from. Dude, I love it. And that, that incorporates with our Hot Leads functionality too. So... Tanner and I will continue to do some more training around like some dialed in stuff with a partnership between Drip Jobs and Dope. Tanner, it's one of the things that I'm so impressed with you guys, just how you continue to innovate and get in front of people. That functionality to be able to see where the jobs came from. There's nothing more powerful. I mean, what are the three most important letters in the dictionary? I'm sorry, in the English language. ROI. We got to see that this shit is working. So any ability that you can use, call tracking numbers, QR codes, all these different things. Got a couple examples here of yard signs too that I won't get distracted from. Um, if you guys didn't know, at Dope, like I said, if you need signs, we got you covered. Bunch of different templates, things we can do. As I wrap up here, I want to show you guys something really powerful. So at Dope, we have a tool called Neighborhood Blitz. I'm going to go on the Map Blitz here. I'm going to show you when we get into data. Check this out. So you know, Here in Garland, watch this. We can type in an address, we can drop a pin, and we can drag that pin. See how there's 189 people within that circle? But let's say a circle is not a perfect shape. Let's say we got some ballers over here that we want to get in front of, and I typed in a random address. I don't know how target this is gonna get, but check this out. So now we can do a shape. You can draw your name, private area, gated community, waterfront property, anything like that. Not only can you target, but you can filter. Let's say I only want homes that are over $350,000 and over 2,500 square feet. Those 700 some odd homes just filtered down to 12 homes in that area. Instead of using a shotgun marketing approach, you wanna get out your sniper rifle. Again, DOPE standing for data on previous engagement. A sniper buddy told me this for any military people we have on the call. You need dope for your scope to make a decision based off your last mission. So, if you're taking the data in your CRM and allowing that data to tell a story, you have the ability to make better decisions in your business using data, using branding, and not only using the two to four touches that a lot of us are getting, but truly diving in to those seven to 11 touches to raise awareness, create trust, get in front of the right customers and do what all of us are trying to do, help some people and grow our businesses. So on that note, Tanner, I'm going to wrap up. I don't know how many minutes we got left. We can get into some some Q&A.
0: Guys, put your questions in the Q&A box. It's easier for him to grab and and answer. Um, And I know, Dave, uh, I think there might be a little incentive uh, as well to move forward. If there's anything that uh, you want to throw out there, definitely go ahead and do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we can talk about, um, I'll leave, I'll leave a deal for the end. I got something for you guys. QR code to a landing page. I love QR codes to a landing page. I love a QR code to a landing page with a video. Someone scans the QR code goes and now you're talking to them about something. I love a video on the top of the, uh, of the QR code. Um, does work for various trade searches remote a hundred percent um that the relativity of these strategies it goes for anything painting roofing contracting solar i want everyone to open their minds up from this past presentation around like this is not specific to an industry we're talking about humans we're talking about psychology we're talking about building trust touches create awareness touches raise trust so john um this works for any trade. We help chiropractors, lawn care, veterinarian, liquor stores, anything you can think of identifying your right customer and getting touches. That's what we want to go for here. Um, we do a lot of interior painting projects. Are yard signs still effective? Yes, Mitchell, hundred percent yard signs about interior painting, exterior painting, I would be painting the town with signs until I started getting those nasty letters from the county. Like, you could get a misdemeanor. You could get a fine. Look, guys, I promise again, the jail joke, all that shit aside is like, you will not get in trouble for putting outside. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a whatever, but like permission before forgiveness with yard signs. It's pretty harmless. And think about the political season. They're not getting those people in trouble. If my website is not strong, should the yard sign lead to a phone number or direct to a website? One, your website should be strong. Um, Two, yes, phone number. If you're not confident in your website, you're in the process of rebuilding it or whatever, send them straight to a phone number and just put like call or text so you can captain those. What is the ROI for new customers using your service? So we look at, um, there's very blanketed response rates with direct mail when we go to some of our industry-specific strategies, we see um, anywhere from like a 2 to a 10x ROI, depending on the strategies that you're using. Like new home buyers are going to have a much higher ROI because there's a lot more responsiveness. But when you think about branding, specifically with traditional marketing, you really want to look at like raising awareness. We create a report for our direct mail where we can show you how many times you sent a postcard to an address and with our integration with drip jobs, this is even easier. We can show you where to put. um, So like, let's say your leads and your jobs, we can show you how many postcards we sent to your leads, how many postcards you sent to your jobs. And then from there, You can see your close rate of your jobs increasing based off sending the mail more. We've seen companies close rate and seen uh, increase up to 20% over as little as six months, just incorporating a direct mail follow-up in your lead process. And if anyone's got deeper questions than that, we can talk about it. Um, Do you put your company name on the bandit yard signs? I don't because people don't care. They're not going to remember. They're interested in the service. So it's the service phone number, QR code is my advice around more of the bandit signs. Um, Javid, does this work in Canada? We don't send direct mail in Canada because it's a different, um, it's a different postal system. We don't have a postal partner in, uh, in Canada yard signs. though would for sure work in Canada. Do marketing gated communities have HOAs that don't allow yard signs, door knocking or door hangers, uh, private neighborhoods. I bang on with direct mail. Cause that's one of the best ways you can get in there. A really aggressive, a really cool offer that I saw, Uh, People that give things away. So you can give away something as simple as like a Stanley mug with an estimate, or maybe you're giving away like a blender or a microwave or an appliance or something like that. These gated communities, when you do an estimate in the gated community, you usually got to get on the list. Well, if you're bringing something like a ring doorbell or a Stanley mug or a blender with an estimate, something like that, you get put on the list for the gated community. What you'll find is nine out of 10 times when you get on a list for a gated or a private community, you never get taken off. The person that adds you is not in the habit of removing the contractors. So now that you're on the list in the gated community, you can get back in the gated community once you got put on the list. Yeah. Uh, Robert was just talking about this. Guys, if you're not giving Stanley mugs away, like if you can afford to pay 20 to 50 bucks for a lead, you can afford to give away a Stanley mug. They're hot right now. There's only before we were doing ring doorbells a couple of years ago. Find something to give away with an estimate. It doesn't even have to have your logo on it. People will look at that mug that you gave them and know it's from you without your logo on it. You can save some dough on that, but giving something away, especially in those gated communities can allow you to get on the list to access that neighborhood. Now you can get away with a little bit more as far as like the traditional branding. Can um, you saw this example of a bandit sign next to a stop sign? Um, I can't right now, Justin, but I'm sure you can imagine in your head, the sign next to the stop sign. Super simple, straightforward. Do you think yard sign playment is good next near a realtor office? Yes. I think it would be amazing to put a yard sign coming out of the busy, like Remax compass, whatever, like put your signs there and get in a habit. We have my guys at my power washing company. They have a route every week, that if there is not a sign there, they're re-putting a sign there, it would be a great strategy to look at like, um, uh, Melanie was the one that brought this up, put signs or in that route that you're driving. And as the owner, you can do this first and then just build a system where you have a guy, a girl once a week driving around and putting these signs out. The idea is like, you should have them in front of those real estate offices because you will get jobs from that. Um, other good places to put up signs. I think we've covered that. How much I initially invest in yard signs, what material, four millimeter corrugated plastic. Just hit us up at dope. So this is what I'll do guys for everyone on the call. I will put Tanner. I can send you this in an image that we can send out to the email list or whatever. What I'm going to do for everyone on the call is I will give you a postcard credit, 50 postcard credit. If you get signed up for dope first 50 postcards, are on us to test some of this stuff out. I will also do a hundred signs, free stakes, free shipping for $429. Every stakes shipping. All of it is on me. Say, can you say that 24. again so I could type it? Yep. 18 by 24. Full color. Two sided. Free stakes, free shipping Four hundred and twenty-nine bucks to your door, and will include the design for free. If you want to send us how many us a- signs? What's up? How many signs? Hundred signs.
0: Four dollars. That's a that's a killer deal.
1: We got some good deals over at Dope. Um,
0: yo, and I just signs. want to say though, hold on, you guys have the sickest design team. Like, you know, when you whip those, I mean, you guys are nice. Like, I don't know where you found these people, but yo. Your your stuff is tight, man, and and again, I just want to emphasize how clean these
1: signs are going to be. I appreciate it, bro. Like it's it's been a work in progress, guys. Like everyone who's been growing their business, the idea is like things improve, right? Think of your systems when you first. Sorry, Dave.
0: The- I just want to make sure. Can we? Can we? Can we? They just mentioned liftoff on that deal. Um, yeah, so have I'll hit my sales team. team. Or- yep, I'll hit
1: They're my. They're gonna sales be like, "What did you this? do to us? <laughs> They're not gonna be ready for know, that. Right? You better tell them. <laughs> I'm gonna hit them, guys, right when I get off this call." Shoot a message to the dope marketing Facebook page. That's how we're going to claim this deal. Get on. And it's hilarious. If you're not following our page, you might get this notification. Like if you're searching dope marketing, you might be looking for drugs. You're not looking for drugs. It's just us. I promise we told Zuckerberg. He hasn't told everyone else yet. Search dope on Facebook. Send us a, um, send us a message on Facebook to claim this deal. Mention. I want the lift off deal for yard signs. We'll take care of you guys. Yeah, Tanner just put it in. And then also we can get you guys set up. We just re-released, we're calling them our unmanaged accounts at Dope. So previously you could only get on Dope with a membership. like We have managed accounts. You get an account rep, design, strategy, all that. We just released our unmanaged accounts, no monthly fee totally free. Cost per card, handwritten note, all that is a little bit more expensive, but you can always buy blocks. The sales team can educate you. I will put a 50 postcard credit, which is a hundred dollar value on our free accounts. The postcards are a buck 99. 50 postcard credit. Mention that with your liftoff deal. Our team can give you a demo, show you how your account works, and you can make the decision if you want to be an unmanaged account or if you want to be on a managed account, there's a lot of benefits of being on a managed account with dope. I'm not going to do a sales pitch on the call, but to provide some value to you guys yard sign deal and the 50 postcard credit, send us a DM on Facebook message, the liftoff deal. I'll have my team. Uh, be aware, they're going to be super ecstatic. I know there's a couple of you guys on this call. And what we'll do, Tanner, you and I can put a cutoff date on this. I don't know when this is going on the podcast stuff, but we can either honor this deal or we'll do another one for anyone. Yeah, it'll
0: be 30. The it, the recording's going on in 30 days. So, um, but I, I would say, you know, at least for us with what we're doing, I mean, we're capping our coupon code. We just want it to be value for the people that actually showed up. So,
1: do you want to post that in the Slack channel? Yeah, just put it in there. <laughs>
0: like, Come let on. them know before they get. Uh, I got my. I got my sales manager <laughs> Nick is hanging out
1: with us here before we go down to the uh, It's like, what trade did you show. just do? Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Shit. Um. Okay. Couple last questions, Joe Early. uh, special number for the Bandit sign? Yes. Chandler, do you guys offer tracking numbers in drip jobs?
0: No, but um you should use open phone for that. At least that's my preference is open phone. You can easily add phone numbers. um, And then you would, uh, inside those phone numbers, you can set up an automation um, and then put your special uh, postcard booking link in that automation that goes out. So if you miss that call, which you might, because if you have a ton of tracking numbers, it'll send out a text message instantly to that customer. So definitely suggest open phone. I'm going to drop a link uh, for that.
1: So Yeah. Open phone is really good. Um, There's a couple other ones out there if you guys are already using them or not, but go with the one Tanner mentioned. Um, You want to use tracking numbers anywhere you can, but you don't want to do analysis paralysis. I like tracking numbers on like Your truck wrap or your magnet should have a tracking number. Your door hanger should have a tracking number. Your postcard should have a tracking number and your yard sign should have a tracking number just to be able to silo and differentiate where your leads are coming from. It'll help you continue to make data driven decisions in your business. Um, Create an account on your website, but Canada is an option. Um, Tiffany, unfortunately, it's on our agenda for Q3 or Q4. We need to find a partner in Canada. So one thing about dope that makes us different from all the different direct mail companies you guys have heard of, We built our software and we own our print shop. Guys, if you would have told me three years ago I'd own a print shop, I'd have told you you were crazy. That was not the plan. We just moved into 30,000 square feet back in March. Everything we do is in-house. We are not a middleman. We are not a broker. Me and my wife started this company a couple years ago after running our power washing business. And this is us, family-owned business. We just hired our 60th employee. We have a couple thousand clients on the system. We are so humbled and blessed by the growth. But when I say all that, Tiffany, is like, we can't mail to Canada because of customs. I'm working on finding a partner for Canada that we can get into. So coming. Um coming, coming, coming. Okay. Um, material for those yard signs, four millimeter corrugated plastic. Um, any other questions, Tanner? That I grab with the chat before we racked up. Someone says, Should I do anything
0: different on a saturated market like in Boston?
1: Go harder, but segment. Sorry, I was half joking do that exercise. Find where the majority of your jobs are coming from. And think about the services like a certain time of year, it might be interior, a certain time of year, it might be cabinets, a certain time of year, it might be nurseries, whatever you're doing for painting two rooms for 99 bucks, whatever it is, break your data down or your jobs quarterly. And then really try to dial in. Someone gave a, gave a great suggestion on, um, uh, on a tool that you use, I like Google Maps can work, but some of that other geofencing, here, maybe you can do this in drip jobs. On a quarterly basis, you want to be looking at your jobs and you want to be making data-driven decisions off the services that you want, more leads from where those are coming from some of a saturated market like Boston. I would be looking even deeper than that zip code analysis. I would be looking at the neighborhoods where you're generating a lot of leads focus your marketing dollars there. And I know in Boston, the drive time can be shit. So like looking at your proximity and tightening up your service area and focusing more touches around where you're currently getting leads as opposed to like drive time is everyone's worst nightmare. Because guys like sneaking in another one, two jobs a week might not seem like a big deal. But when you start getting into like Route optimization, estimate optimization, job optimization. If you're adding two, three, four more jobs a week just because of scheduling and drive time, guys, that shit will add up and it'll add up quick throughout the year. So just always remember that. Data driven decisions based off the data in your CRM for uh for last year. Guys, just
0: to recap, uh Hey man, Dave, thank you for the value. This is an area that all of us should be, I mean, everyone's racing for Facebook. Everyone's racing for Google and it's like, Hey, hello. There's people still look at their mail, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, let's, you know, let's get over there. So let me reiterate the, uh, the offer here. Um, and you know, it's okay to sell things to people. You've built enough value, like sell, you know, I mean, ultimately what you're given is something that's, that's expected to bring an ROI. Go to Dave's Facebook page. we got a killer sign deal here. hundred signs. Four dollars a sign just to give you some context. Look at that. Oh yeah.
1: There we go. Yeah. no.
0: Yeah. So just give you some that's a nice. Is that your sign? I think they're hey.
1: These are dope signs too. We just got them in, baby. Nick, my man. Yeah, he's a yeah. fire, a yellow, baby. Let's see him. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for sharing some minutes today. Our time is our most valuable currency. I appreciate you guys sharing some of yours with me today. Um, Hit us up at Dope. Make sure to follow me, personal Facebook page, Dope page. Um, If you need to find us, I'm the bald guy yelling and swearing about direct mail on the internet. We're pretty easy to find. Appreciate you guys. Have a great rest of the event. Here to help wherever we can, guys. Thanks, Dave. Later.
0: Hey, hey, what's up guys? Thanks so much for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. So I don't really advertise on this and I don't ask for much, you guys know that, but what I would ask of you is to give DripJobs a try. So if you don't know what DripJobs is, it'd be hard for that to be a thing, but if you don't know what DripJobs is, it is the software that you need to power your business, to automate things that you're either wanting to do and not doing or currently doing and just not doing to the standard of which you want to be doing it and that's where software comes in. I have spent the last three years of my life with my team building out this software and hopefully by now you've heard about it. And maybe you know of a friend that's using it or maybe you are feeling confident just by hearing it on this podcast. So my big ask for you, if you're getting something out of uh, what I put out, some of the value that you're getting from this podcast is to just go to dripjobs.com and schedule a free demo with my team. That's it. That's all I want you to do. Just do a demo. I want you to be aware of what features we have and how it can uh, help build your business. Now, some people that I've spoken to say they're not quite ready for drip jobs. Maybe they feel as though they're too small or it's not in the budget. First of all, Everyone's ready for drip jobs. You need the features that are in this software to manage a business, whether that's creating proposals, invoices, change orders, work orders. It doesn't matter if you are a one man operation or you run a crew of 25 people, drip jobs is going to be the app for you. Second thing is, is it out of budget? Don't worry about that right now. We offer an extended trial. If you sign up on the day of the demo that can give you a kickstart to get going. The goal of drip jobs is to make your money within the first 30 days. This could be capitalizing on a lead that you got or even helping you upsell work with the optional item feature. So, so many things here, again, The big ask that I have as a listener of this podcast, if you have not done a demo with us, please do so and uh, check out what we're building. We continuously update this thing and uh, I'd love for you to be a part of that. I'd love to see if it can impact your business uh, and that is my goal. So thanks for listening to this podcast. Hope you take me up on that offer. Get to dripjobs.com, do a free demo with our team and uh, see what all the hype is about.